0: The hard part of selling your video game? Well, that's simply letting the community and players know it exists. That's particularly true if you're about to launch a new game and don't have an established brand yet. What's the solution? Well, it's creating your own dedicated online presence that lets you connect directly with players, gather signups for your email campaigns, and communicate things like updates about your game's development process or new features. You can build an online storefront, grow your community, run pre-orders and subscription programs, and generally bring in more long-term revenue by selling game keys, virtual goods, or bundles. Especially for indie developers, pre-orders are underutilized lifeline but any size studio can benefit from them. That time block before the game is fully released, it's prime opportunity for building awareness and getting early stage pre-launch revenue, which can be critical for sustaining your project throughout the development cycle and it helps you forecast your game's first year sales. Exola can help you accomplish this with Exola Game Sales. Want to know more about how to get started generating more revenue for your game? Visit exola.pro/slash/game-sales or go to the link in the podcast description below.
1: Switching mediation providers might seem like a pain in the ass, but it doesn't have to be. If you're thinking of making the transition from Mopub to IronSource, we've got you covered. First, we've created a dedicated tool that removes the manual work when migrating to IronSource mediation. Second, we'll be holding workshops with IronSource experts, where you can have all your migration needs taken care of. And if you want to do it yourself, we also have technical documentation for migrating to Source mediation in our Knowledge Center. To learn more about these initiatives and begin monetizing with IronSource today, head to www.is.com forward slash migrate. That's www.is.com forward slash migrate.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Google for games. It takes more than a collection of tools to help you bring your gaming vision to life with cross-platform solutions that give you access to billions of potential players around the world. Google is your partner to create great games, connect with players and scale your business. Visit g.co slash Google for games, or go to the link in the podcast description below. And if you ask me, Google for Games is the destination to learn more about game solutions and latest research and insights from Google's gaming teams to help you achieve your goals. If you're not driving or working out while listening to this podcast, I really suggest you fire up that browser and check out Google for Games.
2: All right, welcome to Deconstructor Fun, Twig 186. We're in on this very, uh, I guess, pretty dull week or pretty low week for news. Uh, I'm sick, Laura's jet-lagged. Uh, we hope this doesn't make it to YouTube. Crest is great though, <laughs> super happy.
3: I, I'm right as rain, right as rain. <laughs>
2: Can you turn down your mic a little bit, by the way, Chris? I think it might be a little loud, uh, sorry. Hell no. Yeah, edit, edit. Hell no. <laughs> uh, no edits, no
3: edits. Okay. Keep going.
2: Okay um so what are we covering this week so uh, i'll be covering diablo immortal because obviously that's the the big game that launched this week uh chris you wanted to give a mobile market update uh, through may 22 for us right um and Sufert will be joining us in a little bit and be covering the sk ad network changes that were announced at wwdc and laura you wanted to cover about uh, niantic and pokemon go right Okay, so uh, updates. Eric, you want to talk about E3?
3: Sure. No personal updates today. Sorry, guys. Uh, Nothing doing right now. Um, All right, quick update. So E3 month is happening. So evidently, there are basically tons of different events over the next month from Bethesda, Microsoft, and then Sony had a showcase and... The Summer Fest from Jeff Keighley, which has been a freaking train wreck every year, but hopefully it's a little bit better with some more support from third-party people like EA, et cetera. Uh, the State of Play actually was pretty cool from Sony. and showed off like their third-party stuff. They're likely going to follow it up with a first-party showcase. But the most important thing, and we may be back at a, in LA, they're bringing back E3 in person next year, supposedly, and online. Um now, what, what will be the real indicator of its success is who will participate, right? Because we just had so many people bailing on it before COVID. We'll see who comes back um, next year. But I, for one, am excited about going back down to LA and 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 pressing flesh, so to speak. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I am holding my breath. Okay. Now. Battlefield also announced season 1 release this week which is basically 6 or 7 months too late. I mean I don't know what the hell they're thinking, right? But, you know, one new map, one new specialist, battle pass, etc. But, you know, <laughs> like is anybody playing Battlefield anymore? I don't know. That seems like a big miss for them. Uh they also announced uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf which was basically just a freaking, you know, screenshot or a uh, logo on a page, but at least at least something's going on at Bioware and that game is, is hopefully more contemporary than their historical games and, and, you know, attracts a bigger audience. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think about Dragon Age franchise, Adam? Any thoughts there or Laura? No, no, it's a logo right now. There's not much to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't hear very good things about what's going on at Bioware. So <laughs> let's assume. Okay. Um, all right, finally, moving on. Apex. Uh, just a quick update on Apex. I think this is the last time I'm going to do it for a while. We'll wait another month or so and, and see where it is at that stage. Um, they hit the $20 million download mark, according to Sensor Tower, at about $8.5 eight in revenue. Uh, just as a comparison to Call of Duty, which is maybe an unfair comparison, depending on who you ask. But revenues are down about 70% and downloads are down 84%. And the RPI is about double. Um, and the trend seems relatively consistent. So I guess we'll see if they can start scaling up downloads or do UA or do some more marketing to get more people into the game, I, unclear at this point. But from the data, from sensor tower data, you can kind of interpret that they're having re- huge retention issues, I would think, because revenues are just not holding up at all, right? They're, they're on a perpetual decline, which is either a sign that there's not enough to spend on um, or people are just bailing out, right? The, the one of those two things. Generally, that with, is what it means. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll just see how how they can pull this out. But you know, at this stage, a hundred million seems a little a little uh, aggressive.
2: <laughs> but, well, is your prediction from last week, okay?
3: <laughs> I know, I know. I was hoping, I, I you know, Giovanni,
2: you know hundred million. Let's make it. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to plus one this, as mentioned last week, sensitized retention estimates put this game lower than call of duty. Um, and the RPI is growth is slowing. Like if you look at that little curve, it is slowing. Um, so that's the point, right? Like if, if COD surpasses it in RPI, um, then, then I think our thesis that this is more core that we'd be able to to retain. And I think that would hit us the the hundred billion, um, probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next big thing: Diablo Immortal launched obviously last week. latest numbers that I just got from Sensor Tower this morning. 9.3 million downloads in seven days, 8.9 million in revenue. Um, obviously very, very impressive downloads for one week. Um, but the question for me was always whether this would break out of, say, the usual action RPG genre cap on mobile, um, because there's been a number of attempts to recreate that like Diablo for mobile. Um, but many failed. So Dungeon Hunter, obviously, um, Dragalia Lost, Raziel, all had like great gameplay, decent gameplay depth, but still kind of failed to break out of that $2, $3 RPI um, or really sustained a download volume, uh, Dragalia Lost specifically. The one game that broke this mold is Genshin Impact. Um, Who's who's playing games in the background? (laughs)
1: Oh, sorry. I opened Diablo. So that was me.
2: <laughs> Don't edit that. I didn't that. think you could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So no, we've got to make fair to Eric for clacking his keyboard, but Laura for playing the game in the background. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. Sorry. That was, a, that was supposed to be an update. I apologize for typing. I had some emergency with my daughter, some bullshit that I had to deal with, and I forgot to, forgot to mute it. Right, go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Okay. Um, where was that? Okay, so um, this game, um, like the only game that has actually broken the mold of an action RPG, uh, an HD-style action RPG on mobile, is Genshin Impact. Uh, Diablo Immortals looks like it will break download records, but its RPI is not growing as fast as I thought it would be. It's at about $1.17 in the U.S. RPI so far, which puts it more in line with Raziel. Uh, than Genshin and back, which was already at this point at about $5. Um, so just note that sensor tower n- numbers tend to fluctuate quite a bit around launch, so there can be a definite correction here. Um, but let us if we can assume that this is roughly correct, how could Diablo Immortals, you know, a pretty big hope for the industry that HD gaming is on its way to mobile, um, not break out the RPI trend of action RPGs? So I've kind of got
3: two Wait, points. Hold up. Uh, Adam, just to be clear here, Generally speaking, early downloads are generally Mm undercounted. Revenue at these levels are likely relatively accurate. So if we see anything, we'll see increases in downloads, which actually will impact the... Which will actually drop the RPI even further. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a good
2: call. Um, Okay, so number one, their RPI actually might need time to grow. Like right now, the RPI is low. We could give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because the game is basically structured as... 20 hours of onboarding of just playing Diablo 3, right? Like you play it in the first 20 hours is an amazing Diablo 3 game. And I, you have to give them a huge toast for this, right? This is an amazing experience, controls, gameplay, story, environments, enemies. This is playing Diablo on your phone. It's amazing, right? And, and you know, like Diablo 3, the game is actually way too easy until the end game. Like I remember playing Diablo 3, as like the wizard and just melting the screen with my laser all the time, right until the last boss. It's the same thing on mobile. It's an easy game to play. There's I, nothing wrong. Dude, with it. I didn't,
3: I didn't die once in this game to level cap except for the last boss, which I just totally like wasn't paying attention for <laughs> drinking a coffee at the same time.
2: Yeah. So um, anyways, yeah, it's, it's, But like Diablo 3, too easy to the end game. So there really is no reason to purchase if that's your onboarding flow during that time. So it could just mean the RPI is low for that kind of golden cohort initial experience, but that the percentage that actually make it to the end game and start spending later could make up for that. Um, But my second point is really on their monetization uh, around gems. And I think this is actually the source of a lot of their issues. Um, I'm not an expert on this yet, so I, I stand to be corrected. Um, and I I do look forward to playing a lot more of their endgame. But in order to make Diablo free-to-play, the designers on this, instead of doing what I think what most collectible RPGs would do, which is sell characters, sell gear, and drive collection mechanics, they Kept classes earnable. They kept gear earnable, and they altered only the gem system of Diablo to be monetized. So restricting monetization only to this progression pillar meant that they needed the design of these gems to be important to scale, and for the endgame modes to actually incentivize collecting them all. Right, that's the only way you could make this work. Um, But I think the results so far, what I've seen is that the depth—they made the depth in terms of time to complete. Right, influencers have already like ripped this apart. Said that it'll cost something like a hundred thousand to max out, which should surprise literally no one in mobile. Um, But yeah, right. (laughs) uh,
3: But still, (laughs) that's that's not the problem. (laughs) That's That's not not the (laughs) problem. Max spend, we love it. Let's do it. But but but
2: to me, it's like it's an Excel spreadsheet that they kind of stretched out when they didn't have the content to fill in it. Right? They they didn't have the depth in terms of collection pressure or actual power progression which is typical in a CCRPG. And I think Ken Landon made some great points on the DOF Slack of just like how comparing Genshin Impact to this system where not only is Genshin Impact a lot more um, um, uh, free, like in terms of the, the amount of content that they give out for free, um, the gotcha pulls basically allow you to pull so much value from it right from the beginning that earning up to that first five-star character really unlocks a lot of the value. But because so much novelty is kind of locked inside of abilities and characters and gems really only provide these sort of small stat bonuses, um, they don't really have a ton of value. So since the system, in my perspective, is pretty sensitive and restricted, they've made the free sources of this system very, very rare in comparison to Genshin Impact, which I think will just lead them to, you know, eventually have to deal with the backlash and increase the sources of crests and gems. Um, But unfortunately, I don't think it'll solve the underlying issue of creating actual value from redesigning these gem stats impacts. Um, I think it's just, like, it's the thing that we talked about all the way along when we talked about Diablo Immortals. It's the Diablo design and CCRPG, while it sounds great on paper, can fight against each other, especially if you, if you are not selling characters, you're not selling gear, and you're not finding a way uh, to move away from that traditional Diablo loot system. The result right now looks like, in the beginning, they were actually going to avoid a ton of controversy, but um, no. Yeah. Uh, gamers are savvy. They mm. quickly realize that this is a loot box system, even with their attempts. And quickly saw that this game is really a mobile MMO CCRPG at its core. Um, so the game will not be for that audience. And unfortunately, like the Nintendo mobile games, that audience will kick and scream, pulling down Blizzard's reputation on its way down, which is really unfortunate. Cause to be honest, this, like, this is just a, a, an incredible game, right? Like the, the, the 20 hour onboarding experience is amazing. What they did in the end game is amazing. Um, and I think it, it's, It's just going to be uh, kind of held up as this example of like how you need to get that entire house of cards right in order to be a successful product and how something as simple on paper as getting these CCRPG elements correct is pretty important to keep the whole structure. Eric, what do you think?
3: Uh, Yeah, so I hit level cap yesterday with my monk. Um, This, I I absolutely love Diablo. I love these games just in general. Any type of looter... Something, something, shooter, or something, something, RPG, whatever is my thing. Um, and it's an amazing game. It's an amazing Diablo game. And what I keep saying on the chats is amazing Diablo game, but it's a terrible mobile game. <laughs> I mean, that's just all... Really, I mean, like, it's like a 20-hour experience. And then I think people are going to shelve it. I don't know if people are going to stick around for the end game. I'm actually debating about whether I'm not I'm going to do it myself. Um, uh, yeah, I think the... I, we, we've talked about this on the podcast so many times. I don't, I like, it's like, just kind of like beating a dead horse. It's like collection mechanics work in the West, right? These single character progression things are cha- are really challenging. So if you don't have some type of collection, character collection thing, I don't know if it's going to work. And so far, this is kind of proving it out because obviously this game is amazingly well done. I mean, it's like, it is Diablo, right? Like you said, <laughs> it's Diablo on mobile and it plays well both on PC and co- mobile and what's ironic to me is that i actually prefer playing it on the mobile device i think that so the pc controls are a little bit cumbersome for some reason for me and maybe it's just because i'm an idiot but like whatever um so uh so yeah i don't know if i'm going to stick around for the level cap i actually the other thing they could have done is done a more of an alt character system where you know leveling up alts uh gives you some benefit but then you would have to have monetization tied to leveling which they didn't they didn't want to do they wanted to give the first 20 hours away for free you know like that doesn't work right um so uh I don't know if I'm gonna stick around I think I'm gonna level up one more character probably a uh, range character to see what that's like Um, and I was into it man I, I was actually I'm actually considering buying an iPad because I really wanted to play this game, I was looking at the mini or, or the uh, air, and I'm like, I can't, I can't figure out which one I want. So, anybody have any advice on that? I already put it on the chat. But let me know. I think I'm going to buy it air, but um, I don't know. What else can I say? Ah, frustrating, frustrating. I was okay. I, I have been, I, I've been talking about this for a long time. But, but like lineage was my first game that I spent a ton of money on. Right, that game is a single character progression Asian style game that's developed. Extremely deeply, and both leveling up at end game and leveling up as you go. There's ways of there's spending depth all, across the board. And that game just didn't do shit in the West, right? Even though it just destroyed it in Japan and Korea, and and I've just been waiting for them to ex- someone to execute against this type of genre and and figure it out. But this is not the game that's going to do that, so in my opinion. But um, anyway, Laura, what do you think? Are you have you played it at all?
1: So I'm on level 13, so I, I think I'm severely behind behind both of you. Um so I played Genshin Impact at least on PS4 and I I really enjoyed it but I also enjoyed having having the use of a controller. I'm struggling with the with the controls on Diablo and the Diablo Immortal mobile. Um <laughs> Adam's like the controls are great. I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't. I my guy's like <laughs> like killing things in the wrong direction. I'm um, I'm struggling a little bit. So I think if I could take my Switch controller and hook it up to my phone, I think I would in- enjoy it a lot more um but you know just Sorry, for, I, I totally
2: cheated this- by the way I, I have a backbone controller which is literally like a switch controller on my phone oh so i do, <laughs> oh, do you-
1: <laughs> i was thinking here you just like you just were really good at the hand dive and the and the twitchiness of this no i was i'm struggling maybe maybe i would enjoy it more with that um are you guys a focusing room. a lot
2: on, like, the, the directional thing? Because, like, I know on the right stick you can actually aim your attacks. I don't think I ever actually did that. You don't need I to think, do that, actually. I think there was a it, setting
1: to auto-target, and mine's definitely on because I don't have the okay. skills okay. to be able to... I just felt like every time I was thought I'd be moving him in the direction of whatever the undead warriors I was trying to kill... Um, I ended up swiping at nothing, so I think it's going to take me a little bit more time to reach the end game at this.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, actually, but, and sometimes you just use skills that don't require much thinking or much much hand eye coordination. To <laughs> I
1: chose the barbarian.
3: Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, just that's like run, a face, run into a face the smash
1: it. I just hold the button down, and try to kill everything. <laughs> um, but I love. I really liked Genshin Impact, but for me that. When, when I played it at least early, I, I, was, an, I was an early player, I think so, shortly after it first came out. I always likened that less to these types of games. And it just reminded me so much of Breath of the Wilds that I think that's why I liked it so much. Um, but I'll report back. I need to play this a little bit more. I'm not at a point where they're trying to monetize me yet. I actually, one of the reasons I opened the game was I was trying to find the places where I can spend. And all I have access to is basically the conversion pack. So
2: um the, the conversion I pack carry- is like a dollar, right? It's like one dollar. That,
1: that, that it, was the eight, other thing. Pence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Why would you have anything for one buck, yeah. right? Like I, I, that seems like a, a sorry, I don't want to, Never mind. I'm not going to go there. It but, was um, weird.
2: but one thing that kind of bugs me with this is how Diablo did their betas too, right? They did, did all those closed betas. They got that kind of golden cohort. They got streamers in there playing the game and talking about it all pretty positively through the whole thing, even though I think they all it by like, hey, we see this monetization. Let's hope they figure it out at launch, right? Um, but I, I don't think that was an effective way to launch this game. Like if they had known about these issues in a soft launch, in a regional soft launch, hopefully they could have solved this before they
3: went worldwide, right? I know. Actually, that's a really good point. Like, it's like the marketing guys got hold of the, 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 uh, development plan. Who the hell is crying in the background? My baby. Who's got babies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, yeah, Sorry. I have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. That's not me. I'll turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Stifle that thing. Um, the, yeah, that is actually interesting. Why would, yeah. Why would they do that? They should, they would have known like in, in a month long soft launch, it it takes like a, a couple days to level up. If you do it like aggressively, like the way people are going to do it, you know, like I bet in two weeks, like everyone has like five or six different characters level 60. Right. So why wouldn't they do a soft launch at in Canada or somewhere where they can actually test out the RPI, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like if they did a New Zealand, Australia soft launch, they did
2: um, VPN or whatever the, the regional thing. So like not even if you had a an IP address in the US, you can't do it. And then um, just kind of took the hit that it's, I don't know. I I think there's always this pull that because they have such a big brand, they have to do that worldwide launch. They're losing some of the steam if they do it. But I think it's too risky. This this just proves it. That is a big risk.
3: Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm i hoping for the best. I, I actually, I think I, I might keep playing just because I have nothing else to play right now. <laughs> so I'll see how the end game works. But man, those like looking at, listening to that coverage about like how much it costs to actually really truly upgrade things. Like again, for me, it's all about the progression, the gear progression, getting more powerful, getting to different le- content levels, that sort of thing. That's what keeps me engaged. And if that is behind a $100,000 paywall, like... Game over,
2: right? I don't think it's a hundred thousand dollar paywall, but at the same time, like you compare what you get through the gotcha in Genshin Impact, right? And that you can earn yeah. your way to that. There's yeah, yeah. substantially more value in that system.
3: And, and, and the final thing that I'll say is upgrading gems, owning gems, and that being the key like driver of of, of progression. Gems are not interesting. <laughs> gems suck, right? Like, I don't care about gems. I care about gear, right? Like, I want the best gear. Upgrading my gear, making it look, like, aesthetically pleasing. Like, it's like, why would... I wouldn't ever put focus on just gems as the as the, the main mechanism of progression. Now, I know there's gear progression as well, but... Um, and upgrading your gear. But um, anyway, I don't know. All right. Moving on. Um, Market update for the US. <laughs> so... I do this uh, quarterly business review for Warner Brothers, and in that context, I've looked at both console and mobile, and um, and one of the things that scared the bejesus out of me was looking at some of the performance of some of the big franchises uh, in the first five months of this year. Um, So I'll start off with some good news. The downloads are finally stabilizing, right? We saw this big downturn in downloads based upon IDFA and and Apple's malfeasance. and and now we're actually seeing kind of some stabilization on the download side so people are either figuring it out or getting to you know a new new normal for downloads right but the downloads but what is what is prefacing the idea that these the revenues are down right for the first five months so for the first five months of the year in the us according to sensor tower we are down um oh my god i didn't put the market down i think it's we're down Twelve percent, or something like fourteen percent, or something like that, which is Herculean, as I've said before. Like that's never happened before. Um, but uh, but um, but the but every genre is impacted, and right and shooters are down twenty six percent, casinos down fourteen, RPGs down fourteen, strategy is down thirteen, and even puzzle, which has been relatively stable, particularly because of Candy Crush, is down around ten percent. Um, and what's scary about this, and I think the general consensus out there was that, oh, well, you know, the, the existing franchises will do fine. And, and and you know, there's stable revenue because they have like, you know, such long term consumer base and like super sticky. Blah, 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 blah. But the juggernauts are struggling, like absolute juggernauts are struggling with the exception of Candy Crush. We'll talk about in a minute. But for Puzzle, like Homescapes is down 35 percent. Project Makeover forty six percent, Toy Blast and Tomb Blast are both down twenty percent year over year. Casino Coinmaster is down forty two. Slotomania is down maybe around thirty, something around that twenty five to thirty, depending on how you look at it. Raid for RPGs is down nineteen. Marvel Strike Force is down thirty. <laughs> Galaxy of Heroes is down twenty two. So again, one of the notions is that the, the, the established franchise can weather the storm of you know, the IDFA apocalypse, but Looking at the impact, it's really hard to make that case right now. Now, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is that oh, sorry, and and sorry, and the reason this is, and if you actually look at the downloads in the back half of last year versus the downloads at the first half of this year, the the correlation between. The revenue shortfalls in the first five months, and 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 that degradation of downloads is pretty obvious across the board, right? I, I just ran the numbers. Um, now there could be some macro stuff going on. You know, people suggest, right? People are moving outside. I, you know, COVID's over more or less, unless you're in San Francisco. Um, you know, it's possible. It's possible, right? Macroeconomic things, maybe. I don't see it. the macro stuff is bullshit, right? Because at the end of the day, like nothing's really impact the macro environment from a perspective of purchasing power on on games, but whatever. you know, maybe that's some indication, but it's certainly not in the first four or five months of this year, I don't think anyway. but um, but but you know th- that's actually more of a headwind going forward, I think, is the macro stuff. If we run into a recession and all this other stuff and spending gets gets jacked, right, that could be a real problem going forward. So what I'm trying to do is work on a model for the next few years. I'm trying to figure out what the thing. My gut at this point is we're going to see double-digit declines this year and likely double-digit declines for Q1 and Q2 on revenue side next year. And then declines may ease up at the back half of next year, I'm hoping, as hopefully publishers as well as UA partners will figure out this uh, new uh, UA environment. But the concern here is that removing fingerprinting, which is supposedly being announced this week, um, will create another crater to download. So if we see another step decline in downloads, that should ultimately lead to step downs in, in revenue. Um, so the pessimistic st- scenario, I think, is that, that we will see double-digit declines for the next two, maybe even three years on, on revenue uh, for uh, the mobile market. Why, now, why do you... Wait, wait, sorry, having said sorry, all sorry, this...
4: Why, why do you say the fingerprinting is
3: going to be uh, obliterated this week? I, I got pinged by six different people this week that this was going to be announced that they're going to remove fingerprinting this year, but yeah, I don't. That think seems a, to be the I don't think they're gonna the wisdom out there. But okay, well, let's assume it's announced this this year, and then that sh- should impact downloads next year in theory, right? But whatever. So anyway, my thinking here is that. Um, that uh, oh sorry the 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 the, the, problem, the thing is that you have to keep in mind that this market is actually absolutely massive it's like almost it's four billion dollars a quarter in the U S so it's still a huge market even though we're seeing like headwinds uh, because of Apple right but um, but these challenges to UA need to be resolved and op- ultimately hopefully they will be and 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 maybe we can continue the growth that we've seen um, you know over the past decade right. But, but for now, I think we're in kind of like a uh, next two years are going to be pretty rough, I think, for the mobile market from a growth perspective. Not, and that does not mean that there's not opportunities in this market to make the right type of games um, for the right type of genres. And that's what we're going to be focused on, uh, you know, in terms of advising Warner and others. So anyway, that's kind of my take on the current state of the market.
2: Excited about NFTs in the metaverse? Ready to be part of the future of gaming? Recur is looking for talented producers, product managers, game designers, economy designers, and engineers. Recur is building branded NFT collectibles and games with top IP, including College Sports, Paramount, Star Trek, Nickelodeon, Sanrio, and more, using its best-in-the-industry technology platform. Recur's platform streamlines the NFT collecting experience. No crypto or third-party wallets required. Simply buy an NFT with your credit card or Apple Pay. And Recur's robust gamification system creates infinite collecting and gameplay possibilities from which to make compelling play in earn experiences. Recur is backed by some of the biggest names in crypto and NFTs, including billionaire Stephen Cohn, Gary Vee, and Gemini, among others. Join us now and get ready to ride a rocket ship. Let's fucking go. Zufit, you're on. Where are you? You look like you're not at home.
4: Yeah, I'm back in Vegas. Couldn't get enough. Oh, that's a Vegas uh,
2: motel with motel internet right now.
4: No, I'm on my 5G. I, the internet is even worse than my 5G. So I've got a, I think I've got a really significant delay here.
2: <laughs> okay. We'll let you, we'll give you some space. You talk about SK Ad Network um, and then we'll try to cut out some of these delays.
4: Yeah. The So the, the keynote at WWDC didn't have anything new about privacy, which um, I think most people were pleased about. Um, there was, I guess, some conjecture that Apple would talk about um, some sort of tool or or mechanism that would disrupt fingerprinting, make fingerprinting impossible, obfuscate the IP address. Um, that hasn't been revealed yet there's still more sessions to come so WwC is like a week-long thing I think people confuse WWC with just the keynote but the keynotes the first day and then they did like this the platform state of the union and then they have like developer sessions throughout the rest of the week so they just had one today on SK ad Network but actually yesterday they released a new documentation so there's like a ton of detail around these updates and I won't go into it I published a blog post this morning so if people want to read the detail they can go to mobile dev memo and, and see it there. But I think like the high-level broad strokes are that Apple really did meaningfully improve SKAD Network. They made it a lot better. Uh, they gave uh, – they, 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 they are providing a lot more context with the postbacks. And they also removed some of the stuff that just didn't make any sense. And so it's really promising, actually. It's, it's really good news. Probably the first time in two years there's been good news around this topic. But it's really exciting. And I think a lot of people are really optimistic about what this means. The developer session for that just went live today, and again, that's a lot of detail in there. I don't want to get into the, the nitty-gritty because there's just a lot of stuff. But um, I think, for the most part, Apple took the feedback they were getting to heart, and they made real improvements, which just implies a couple of things. One is, I think you're going to see improvements to to ad- advertising performance as a result of this. Now, they haven't they haven't indicated when it's going to go into effect. They just later this year. Um, but you know, it'll, it'll be this year. And then the other, the other, the other piece of optimism here is like, well, if they improve SKI network this meaningfully, well, maybe they'll do it again, right? Maybe they'll keep improving. It. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll make it better over time. Right. I think most people dismissed that idea. They thought SKI network was what it was and it was never going to change, but it did. And it changed, you know, really substantially, sub- substantially. And so I think if it did, you know, if, if they're going to continue improving it over time, maybe it'll, it'll get, uh, you know, it'll approximate what was available before. So. That is the biggest news on the sort of digital advertising front from WWC as of right now. There's another session tomorrow about app tracking transparency, and that might be where they might indicate that they're going to block fingerprinting um, or expand private relay. I, I, I'm not, I don't know, how, I don't know, I, I don't know where I fall on on that. Like, if I had to gamble on it, I'd say they probably don't, but it would be where they would announce it if they do. But the thing is, if they've improved SKIAD Network this much, there's not really a need to do fingerprinting. And so, you know, the, the existence of fingerprinting is almost, um, I don't want to say it's like irrelevant with, with this level of improvement of SKAdNetwork, Network, but it's probably not going to be something that advertisers feel the need that they have to opt into. Because when you do fingerprinting, you have to opt in with MMP. So anyway, high level, really exciting improvements made to SKAdNetwork. Network. I think you're going to see, you know, kind of market improvement in advertising performance as a result. Whether fingerprinting gets, you know, sort of obstructed um, with some other announcement well, yeah, remains to be seen. If they do announce that, it'll be tomorrow. But I think even if they do announce it, just given the improvements to network, it's not going to make that big of a difference in the way that ab- advertisers operate.
2: Interesting. So does this actually, actually avoid what Eric Kress was just talking about, about that second dip um, due to fingerprinting potentially going away?
4: Yeah. Eric, you need to get the mobile app, mobile dev memo newsletter, man. You, you would have, uh, you would have known this this morning. Dude, I,
3: I will take the under on all of that, right? Like clearly everyone underestimated what IDFA impact would be. The market is down pretty aggressively in the first half of this year. And so I, I, I would say that, you know, Apple can try to do what, you know, try to save, save themselves on this in terms of, of, of fixing what they broke. Right, but it still will not be as as uh, as effective of a of a of a environment for UA, for particularly for the for the entrenched um, genres that are out there: social casino, strategy, RPG. so well,
4: would, no, I mean, I'll it, take the under. It, it never, it, it never will, right? I mean, that you can't go back to that, but it's going to be an improvement over what we're seeing now.
3: Yeah, we'll see. I, I, will t- take the under. All right. But I, maybe I'll. How about this? I will do the forecast, and I will give a rosy scenario in which somehow Apple engineers figure out how to fix their their Scad broken Scad thing, right? And 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 maybe that will improve downloads and f- efficacy of, of of UA spend. We'll see, right? But I, I that when is that next year? You know, back half of next year? No, this this year. So going out this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
4: But okay, so I, <laughs> I, I, did, I did. But I, I, was more pessimistic than most going into this. And I, I, so like, I mean, I don't have a history of of um, lowballing this. Um, you were the one that said it was Y two K. You said that you, you, you miss, you misread the situation. You, you told me I was talking Y two K. That it was all like a farce. That it wasn't gonna be a no problem. no you you said no, no, no. y2k. Adam, Adam, back me up. He said Y2K.
2: He did say Y2K, yeah. <laughs> you said Y2K
4: when? Oh when? my god, we're gonna pull the tape. We're gonna we're gonna pull the tape. You said Y2K ki
3: <laughs> have no I have no recollection of that. Uh, There's no recollection literally- of all the thrones or all the stones he's thrown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, the amount of times that I've called Apple like despicable. I think I'm I am i have completely changed my opinion since that time given I am actually seeing the impact like visibly. Like I every day I'm looking at these things just get freaking demolished out there. Companies are just bombing right now. And uh and so now I am I am I, I have no faith that Apple is going to work in the best interests of publishers. How about that? That that's what I definitely do not have faith in, right? They are not above board when it comes to this sort of thing, right? And as long as these billboards of privacy are on 280 and 101 and running these crazy ads with these poor girls, you know, like it is despicable, right? Like, I, I just I just don't think that Apple is is going to work on our behalf, uh, you know, on the publisher's behalf or the gamers behalf, behalf frankly. They're going to work in their best interests. So,
4: well, I mean, I think if that's the a, case,
3: I think we're going to struggle.
4: Well, I think they, they had to do it. I mean, I think they had to improve this because that was the major complaint, right? From a lot of people is like, look, you can't uh, offer up this totally insufficient replacement. It, it's just, it's, it's not acceptable. And I think that's why they made this change. Now, maybe they stopped improving it over time. I don't know. But I, I do feel like this was um a reaction to some kind of pressure from developers from uh you know the ads ecosystem and potentially maybe uh regulators one interesting thing though is you know they took down that old uh that old commercial on youtube right they had the initial one where the guy was like you know being followed around you know what i'm talking about where like he you know that the first commercial that they released the guy like goes and buys something there's people following him around they took it off of YouTube because I had I had embedded it in a couple articles and I saw that the, the embeddings were broken. So I think they they like took down the old one uh, so that they had all the attention being driven to the new one, which is like the auction that happens like in the closet.
3: Look, I, I, that ad is – but that's an example of like fear-mongering ad – Strategy that that works. Like, I'm not saying it's not gonna work. I'm gonna go out and buy a fucking iPad. Like, I you know, like I I keep saying the same thing over and over again. Like they're doing exactly what they should do for their own business, right? But that kind of fear-mongering bullshit for for ad ads is 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 despicable. It's despicable because it's like you're basically putting fear of God in all these people that don't really understand what's going on, right? That probably enjoy ads that are targeted to them as opposed to targeted to just randos, right? Like, it, but they're they're creating demand for their product by putting fear of God in in the in the consumer, right? I, I think it's terrible, right? But I think I might buy Apple shares though, just because I think it's effective. <laughs> so, but from that from that same standpoint, like their interest in fixing these problems that they created, just just. It, it doesn't make sense for them to do that, to spend a lot of resources and engineering talent to fix something that they don't think is really broken, right? that they're, they're trying to break, right? So anyway, uh, let, let's, know, let's move on. I don't know shit. They had
2: the, they had the announcement at WG, WDC, so um, good to hear about improvements to SKI. Let's move on to Niantic and uh, Billion Dollar Games. Laura?
1: Uh, I'll keep this pretty short. Uh you know, I was mentioning Eric mentioning all of the, the games that we're seeing a decline are actually in the billion dollar games list. So the ones that are seeing this this drop in revenue, they're already billion dollar monsters. So um it's so actually a, a pretty good segue. Um so Pokemon Go, the article is is pretty simple. It was just Pokemon Go surpassed six billion in lifetime revenue worldwide. And effectively it's earned one billion every year since its launch six years ago. And I, what my brain instantly did was try to figure out whether or not this was good or bad, and how does it look? How does the kind of the billion dollar game scene look? Um, as a reminder, it's the still the leading AR, uh, AR game in that category, but that category is very small. So, Pokemon Go still is quite special um, when it comes to t- t- take on games that's relatively different. So, what, what are the other games in the category? Yeah.
4: Are, are there any? Like, what's um, been, the, what's the next largest
1: game? Dr- uh, Dragon Quest Walk from Square Enix. And then there was one other from, I think, a developer called Lumia. I don't remember exactly the name of it, but it was uh, it was very, very small in terms of revenue. So I, I actually didn't note the name. But the second one in the category is from Square Enix. So I think for any anyone who's actually, who's worked on games before, trying to reach a billion dollar in lifetime revenue and to do it within, I'd say, less than like, in like five years is very ambitious I think it's what most companies want and it's very hard to achieve um so I took the top according to sensor tower it 's about fifty fifty three ish games uh, that have crossed a uh, lifetime revenue of one billion there's a couple games I know that have crossed one uh, uh, one billion lifetime revenue that are not on the list so I actually think the number is underestimated. I would ballpark it around between sixty five and seventy just my own my own um adjustment there uh, it's so a couple couple things about it so it's evenly split between eastern and western developers uh, the majority probably comes as no surprise the majority of the games are mid-core games so of this group it's 36 versus 19 to so 36 mid-core games versus 19 non-midcore games more than half of them launched um, five years ago at least five years ago so five years or, or more genshin impact and three kingdoms ta- three kingdom tactics reached this uh one billion dollar mark within two years which is is quite impressive um and then state of survival zombie war and free fire both launched in 2020 also reached the uh, reached this mark since the 2020 release so like two to three years again all of these are are mid-core games none of these are puzzle um again pokemon go ar uh slatomania by platika and heyday are kind of super unique so they're i don't put them as puzzle they're not quite they're definitely not mid-core but they're the only ones of their subgenre that kind of fall into this group so this is kind of the first part and the second part i was looking at was was niantic so niantic has this massive hit what else what else are they working on kind of what's next for them so i started with looking back and figuring out you know what else has niantic made so Niantic initially launched Ingress in, in 2012, which wasn't a hit in itself, but it laid the foundation for Pokemon Go. Um, it's important for Niantic's history. It, it shared the the D- the AR DNA that that Pokemon Go uses. They made uh, Niantic also made a Harry Potter game, which I can't remember for the life of me what it was called. I keep thinking it's called Puzzle and Spells, but that's Zingos. Um, it was similar to Pokemon Go, but used the Wizarding World IP. Uh, from memory. It was. I mean, the game was interesting. They had some usability issues, I think. They they tried to combine walking and spellcasting, which, trust me, is very difficult when you're walking on the street trying to interact with your phone, as as I'm sure everyone bumps into people. Um, It was very text-heavy, it was feature-heavy, and the features were not super intuitive, Um, so it was kind of difficult to understand how everything worked. It wasn't a success, but I'm sure it generated good learnings for them on... On, I mean, on how to continue to approach this because everything they're doing is still using VR. They're, they're really more, sorry, AR. There's really They're really more of an AR company than they are a games company. Uh, they recently launched Pikmin Bloom. I love the Pikmin series. They had Pikmin uh, 3 for Switch was great. Um, on first play, it feels a little bit like a Fitbit with a Pikmin meta, but uh, I'll report back. I still need to play a little bit more. Um, I'm not I'm not quite sure this is going to be, I don't know if this is going to scale to the same level as, as Pokemon Go. It, it's looking not likely, but, you know, let's see. Um, and then at the moment they have two soft launches out. So I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Peridot, which is a real world pet adventure game, uh, is currently in soft launch in Singapore and Malaysia. And then they also have the Transformers IP for, and the game is Transformers Heavy Metal. And that, by its description sounds very similar to Pokemon go, but TBD it's only out in New Zealand and, and Philippines. So I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Um, but in terms of what, what actually stuck out is uh, Felix and um, Mashik. From two and a half gamers, they were also at the Istanbul, uh, the Istanbul event. They actually went; in, they had a podcast themselves recently, and they went into great detail about kind of King's current success and revenue growth. Again, it's like Candy is Candy's not going anywhere. It's gonna, it's gonna stay strong for a while. But they also touched on that the King hasn't really been able to kind of replicate the, the success with new games, like Crash Bandicoot was not, not a hit. And I wonder if Niantic's going to fall into the same pattern um they had this massive game but everything they've kind of the the Harry Potter one didn't quite work out let's see what happens with Pikmin i think they've they've taken on a very a very big challenge and, and not only is you know creating games hard but now they have they're adding in this 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 tech that i think that wa- that is really ambitious in terms of not only they just want to get people moving in outside so you have to they creating a game around that i just think is going to be it's going to be a big challenge. I mean, I'm, i I, I like Niantic. I think, I think what they're doing is interesting. So I'm like, my fingers are crossed for them. But I think they, they're gonna, it's going to be challenging.
3: Yeah, i I've, I've, uh, I actually met with the. I think I said this in the podcast before. I met with the uh, Niantic guys after the failure of the um, Jurassic Park and, um, and particularly the Harry Potter game. Maybe it was before Harry Potter. Yeah, Jurassic anyway. Park wasn't them, though, right? You're just talking about the market in general. Jurassic Park wasn't. Yeah, the market in general for these type of games. But Harry Potter. What was the other game that they did? The. the ah, Which one? But anyway, the point is, I it's lightning in a bottle, man. I mean, the, the Pokemon is such a perfect game for this. Yeah. That, and it was like right during, you know, it was just it was such such a huge phenomenon. So I think they need to find another genre or you know reinvent another genre. Um, the the, the issue though is that they built up all of this tech and they
2: really doubled down into AR, right? Yeah, I know AR is bullshit. <laughs> AR is
3: such bullshit. It's like well, you it's, but, a, it, 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 but again the but, Pokemon game is not even AR. It's not an AR game for fuck's sake, right? I, I how many times do I got to say this? Like, it, it, anybody that's worth their salt turns off the AR immediately, right? Yeah. Because it drains battery, right? They can't they can't collect enough Pokemon, right? So it, it, it's all bullshit, right? And so it's location based. That's what the real—that's I think the the only thing they really have an advantage of, and from a consumer perspective, is the location data. But even that's not as 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 big of a moat. But w- the question is, what can you do with that, right? To make it more interesting, um, but you know, in different genres, because I just don't think there's a collectible game out there better than Pokemon. You, the, know? you know,
1: I can't po- think of Pokemon anything there. No.
4: Pokemon Go is a reskin they they did an initial version of that that wasn't uh, that didn't have the Pokemon IP and it, it didn't work it wasn't successful
2: yeah you're talking about Ingress before
3: yeah Ingress yeah well actually you know I, I met with them a long time ago when Ingress when they were making Pokemon and Ingress you're right was not did not scale successfully <laughs> but in terms of the core people that were playing it, it there was some obvious like retention good retention with the core guys. That uh, collected a lot of the uh, uh, locations in, in in the world, right? That that they, that they were helping like kind of build their uh, the landmark collection of of the maps and stuff, and and so again, like at the time, at the time you wouldn't have guessed how big Pokemon Go would have become, but they did have some good metrics in terms of retention for Ingress that led them to uh, the IP. Um, And which makes sense. So, but, but still like the the IPs that they're working with now, um, and have like
2: Catan, was Catan the game that you were thinking of? Because they made, they made a Catan location base, which I don't know how big,
3: Catan can't be that big, right? It's like a board game. (laughs) Dude, it's huge with the dorks in Europe, right? Like the, you know, people like Felix, (laughs) people (laughs) like Felix, the man bug guy. I bet you goddamn 10 to one that guy plays Catan and Felix, (laughs) let me know. So you're you're aware that
2: both Laura and I flake its hand, but yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great thing. Ah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a great. Exactly. <laughs> point take Point made. Yeah. Um,
2: but no, Transformers, Pikmin. Um, I don't know what you do with those IPs that you couldn't do with Pokemon that Pokemon could do better, right? I hate Transformers.
1: Well, have you played Pikmin? The
2: yeah. No, I haven't. But still, like I oh, I played Pikmin the game on Switch.
1: You played on, Pikmin the game. On, I mean, the idea of these cute little critters like following you around is awesome. It's just. If you only can see them via the lens of your phone, that's just, I feel like that's, that's not as enticing.
2: But, it's like, Pokemon at its core was, like, a collectible RPG. A
1: collection game. Right? Yeah. Like,
2: the weird thing about Pokemon Go is it launched without, like, a battle mode, which was always so weird to me. And it was so successful without it, right? Um, and then they added it over time. And, like, even you look at some of the location-based games like Jurassic World. Where they just kind of moved it closer and closer to just being a CCRPG after launch, because they were like, you know, the location-based stuff isn't giving us as much value as we thought, right?
3: Right, right. Um, so uh, they're in a, they're in a, they're in a kind of a tough spot. I, I I would agree, but
1: I think they have to yeah. make some. I mean, let's see how these games do, right? But if if they if they don't kind of take off and the, if they follow kind of Harry Potter's direction. I don't know. I think they maybe need to start thinking about where, where should they really be focusing their energy? And if, maybe they did invest all this tech, but maybe then at some costs, they'll, you know, still, they'll still power Pokemon go. Maybe they should be looking at other types of games.
4: Yeah. yeah I mean,
3: yeah. The background of this company is they were a bunch of really, 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 really smart Google engineers that, that got spun out of Google. Right. So they are a Google type company. I think, you know, I think their game design talent is what, what, what they need to build on to figure out ways of, of leveraging their technology as well as their location-based stuff. Um, I haven't gotten an update in a long time on these guys, so I, I'm I'm speaking kind of ignorantly because my information is really old. But I have had a few friends that have worked there. And again, I did go and talk to them about why I totally, I totally offended them. By the way, because I went in there, just was being myself out there, and they're like so buttoned up, shockle that like that <laughs> yeah, it was
1: like I'm not really surprised. Were, like,
3: well, I know they're like, I wish I, they, they basically the feedback. I wish you would find someone that's less uh, abrasive or something along those lines. These like total like sissy like Gen Zers or whatever the fuck they are were anyway. Um, gents. what's my Whatever the point the point is is that Are they
1: 20? Are they 20? I can't imagine they're 20. literally they were
3: 20. They were kids. They were chi- children. They were children. No. Had no fucking have- idea what gaming was at the time. Did not understand mobile. I don't think they really even understand the success of their own game, honestly. So, um anyway, so I think like <laughs> so they need to get some like smarter game designers in there to like figure out ways of leveraging the tech that's what I think they should do but uh, that's a I hard think, hard thing it, it it, it's also hard to criti-
2: right? it also gets really hard to criticize Nancy because they are sitting on a six billion dollar game
3: I, mean, yeah. I, know. I know
1: they've done a great job
3: <laughs> yeah. it doesn't stop me Adam it doesn't <laughs> yeah. stop me like, I can like, throw like the, the, from the cheap seats even from if the their next seats. even if
2: their next games are not successful they're still sitting on a six billion dollar <laughs> yeah. live service game
3: dude I I am Dropping atomic elbows from the cheap seats, dude. Because I've watched these guys struggle to find a second success. But yes, the game is amazing. And they lightning in a bottle, dude. Lightning like like
2: just, bottle. just keep like. <laughs> if it was me, I'd just say just keep investing in Pokemon Go. Do more in Pokemon. That's Go. what I would do. Right? May- yeah, I, maybe right. I'd
1: hire maybe. everyone. Just put everyone on it. That's yeah. All I'd, the Gen Zers,
2: maybe even Gen A. You know, All just this- put them yeah. on Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. I think I've gotten myself in enough trouble today. Um, are we done? I think that's a good note to end on. Yes. Uh, Until next week, uh, hopefully Mishka will be back and he can, you know, get some semblance of reasonableness on this podcast. <laughs> um, and hopefully there's some more news to talk about.
2: And maybe, and maybe Super will have decent internet. Maybe not be in a motel.
3: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm
4: done. I'm done. Um, this is it. This is the last one.
3: Okay. That's good, and yeah, the wife is going to divorce him. That's it. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys, let's go ahead. See.